Uh, presentation <clears throat> that is on the list is the Peace Foundation Board of Directors presentation. Turn this on or is it ready to go? Just press the button. And after five minutes, it just turns off. <laughs> she doesn't need no, it. No, not she tonight. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, really. Okay, well, good evening, everyone. On behalf of the Peace Foundation, I would like to thank Mayor Tom Tarpey and Councilors Needham, Ford, Manzer, Good, Downing, and Scammerhorn for providing time in tonight's agenda for us to make our presentation. My name is Sherry Hilton and I'm the current president of the Peace Foundation. Other members of our current board of directors is Mary Durka, who's our vice president. Marie LaVenture on the end is our secretary. Angie McCrackles is our treasurer and Donna Brunham is a director and she's very busy with the uh, North Peace Performing Arts so couldn't be here this evening. <laughs> together we bring together uh, many skills, experiences, talents and strengths in order to accomplish the goals of the foundation. What are our goals, you may ask? Well, to begin with, I would like to bring attention to the name of our foundation. The word peace stands for providing and ensuring access to a caring environment. What does this mean exactly? Well, for our board of directors, this means that everyone, no matter their economic status, their race, their sexual orientation, their mental health status, etc., has the right to feel safe, loved, and that their lives matter. How are we planning on accomplishing this goal when is, the, is so multifaceted? Well, that's a very good question and one that we hope to answer throughout this presentation while also helping to answer some of the questions or misconceptions that have arisen over the past several months about what we're doing. The one common passion that all of us on the Board of Directors have is a passion for our community, its citizens and their well-being. Through this common passion, we have been drawn together to find a way to create a community facility that can offer services not currently available in our town and area, along with creating a central hub where we are able to both make referrals to current available services and also offer a venue for those services to conduct outreach programs, classes, and more. Our first step once open is to be able to offer a safe space where individuals can come and get a shower, we can do their laundry, they can take a nap, they can have something to eat, take part in activities in our common area, and obtain referrals to local agencies, services, uh, who may be able to help them. I would like to make it perfectly clear that someone who uses our facility does not have to be homeless. Anyone can come to us. While yes, we want to offer assistance to our homeless population, we also want to be there for any individual in the community. With the recent creation of the Poverty Reduction Homelessness Committee, that is being organized and run by Lori Stabney, Community Programs Coordinator for the Town of Peace River. The town has already acknowledged that there is a need for us to address the situation of poverty and homelessness, and that it's important that we find solutions to this ever-growing problem. Currently, our soup kitchen is seeing larger numbers of people accessing their service and are often running out of soup. While this service needs to continue and we have no intention of replacing it, 
We hope that our facility will be able to take some of the pressure off of them and that we will also be able to provide meals on days when the soup kitchen isn't open. With more and more people out of work, putting food on the table is getting harder and harder to do. Struggling to pay their bills becomes a priority. Again, these individuals are welcome to join us for a meal and for the warmth of a caring atmosphere. Sometimes it isn't even a meal that's important, but instead the chance to be with other people that they can talk to, someone will listen to them, and they feel that someone cares. Depression is growing amongst our population, and our hope is that we can help our fellow citizens through these trying times. With the recent Arctic blast that moved through our region, the need for our facility became even clearer that in today's society, we currently have no open door for a homeless to seek shelter is shameful and it shouldn't be happening. The burden to house and warm our homeless has been left in the hands of local businesses who are not happy to have to deal with our homeless. And often their staff are unequipped to deal with some of the situations that arise. Another organization that has been left with dealing with our homeless is the RCMP. And their detachment here has been dealing with a catch and release type of practice so they can at least get these people into a cell for the night rather than finding them dead on the streets in the morning. The financial costs affect all of us and is something that our facility can help to alleviate. And I was speaking with our community um, uh, the officer and, and she was saying like there was even times they drove around, just put them in the cruise and drove them around so they, they could warm up. So that they, you know, they did everything that they could. Um, often the homeless will ask to be taken to the hospital knowing full well that they will at least get a few hours in a warm place while they spend time going through triage, sitting in the waiting room, and then being assessed. Again, another waste of dollars and time and professional staff who are often needed for other emergency situations. One of the last examples that I would like to make is the practice of our town shipping our homeless men into Grand Prairie. A recent case of this practice had a very upset man contact me who did not want to leave his community. Well, yes, he is currently living on the streets. He did not want to live in a city. He's used to a rural environment. He knows everyone here. He did not want to be displaced, and we shouldn't have to do that. We also should not be using and counting on another city or town to solve our current situation. That is also, you know, a burden on their tax situation and their infrastructures. As time goes by, and as we get better and better at what we do, we hope that the people of Peace River will look at our facility as a place that they can access for services, use to host public workshops, come to volunteer, and find a sense of community and more. The support within the community has been so overwhelming and heartwarming, and our business community has been our greatest supporter, which has brought our goal that much closer to reality. We will forever be indebted to Blue Ice Mechanical, Amco Limited, Canary Electric, Rick Dostella Construction, Willie's Trucking, and United Floors, who have provided labor and materials to bring the building to a level that meets public facility standards. Volunteers such as Angie King and Tom Amora, who have been with us from the moment we leased the building and who continue to work at getting everything ready to go. There are countless individuals who call and email us to offer supplies, clothing, furniture, etc. And I can honestly say, I have never had one person say no to me when I've called to ask for help. They are all excited and looking forward to seeing our facility open and are happy to be a part of it. This is going to be a community facility and the community has already wrapped their arms around it. At the moment, we are currently getting ready for our facility inspections, getting our volunteer forms out to individuals who are interested in volunteering, 
completing our procedural manual, and several of our board of directors and volunteers are taking various training courses that will help us to be best prepared for running a facility such as this. It is our hope and plan to eventually be able to be open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. With that said, on Wednesday, January 23rd, the Peace Foundation received a letter from the Town of Peace River via email that was signed by Development Officer Susan Martineau. And part of the letter is as follows. And I'm just going to read the, ex the one paragraph here. Please note that while the activities identified above may be considered under the office complex use of the land use bylaw, if the foundation proposes to allow clients to spend the night, the use of the building can no longer be considered an office complex. That activity would require the town to consider the use of the building as an emergency shelter. At this time, emergency shelter is not enabled in the mixed commercial residential district, which is the zoning that the house we have is currently in is mixed residential district. An amendment to the land use bylaw will be required prior to being able to consider a development permit application for that use at this location. The amendment would either enable emergency shelter as a use in the mixed commercial residential district or redistrict the property in question to the community development district, COM. A land use bylaw amendment application is attached for your information. Please ensure that an amendment is applied for well a minimum of five months before the foundation proposes to allow any client to spend the night. Now, our foundation does not consider our facility to be an emergency shelter nor a homeless shelter. What we do consider our facility to be, aside from our foundation's office, is a community service facility, which is an allowable discretionary use that is outlined in Section 33, Mixed Commercial Residential District, CR, Item 2B of the Town of Peace River Land Use Bylaw Number 1891. Now, if you get into the the differential before I go on I mean I did attach that bylaw if you didn't have it in front of you emergency shelter even by your own bylaw definition and dictionary definition is a 24-hour shelter it's a woman's shelter it's there's a disaster we've taken a gym and put people in there they live 24 hours a day and they leave to go to work in the school we're not that nor are we a homeless shelter most homeless shelters open up at eight or nine everybody comes in it's locked down you're out after breakfast hasta la vista we're not that either we're actually unique in what we're trying to do we're trying to embrace what the town's trying to do with their reduction of poverty and homelessness and try to bring you know together these services monday to friday you know if you have an addiction you're depressed anything sometimes and no we're not mental health workers but at least it's someone to talk to that makes all the difference in the world to people and we're getting people out of the malls and out of these stores and and in order for someone to take a step forward they need to know that they're cared about so I don't know if you have any questions about the actual zoning but under discretionary uses I mean Permitted uses office complex, which we already know we can do. Discretionary use community service facility and public use. And we're saying that's what we are. We're in the zoning. Um, the letter we did get started off with saying due to concerns from someone in the community. Actually, says through an inquiry because it's always not in my backyard. We all know that that's going to happen. So I'm not going to beat up this bylaw here. I'm sure you're aware of it. On behalf of our board of directors, though, I would like to invite you all to tour. I'd love it if you would come out to our facility and see what we're up to. We're not hiding anything, and we want we want everyone to be a part of this and to embrace it. 
And as our Mayor and Council of Peace River, we want to partner with you in helping our fellow citizens and hope that you'll look at this facility as an asset to the community. In closing, we ask the Council make a motion to consider and acknowledge that the Peace Foundation's facility located at 9820 97th Avenue is not an emergency shelter, but is instead a community service facility, therefore not requiring an amendment to the land use bylaw. And we thank you for your consideration. And please fire away any questions you might have, and we're going to do our best to answer them. Well, the, the result, the, the upshot is that you're actually trying to short, shortcut our process. And you need to go back and you need to talk to the planning and development officers. I don't and, know what you and, mean by and that. And work, work through the municipal planning. Once that application is made to, to rezone, to make a land use rezoning, then it needs to go to the Municipal Planning Commission. It's, uh, it's, it's inappropriate for the council to be making that kind of motion. Uh, I don't understand. We're already, Okay. Just, with, when we I, called and started I, this process and dealt with bylaw, we were told we were okay. Yeah, I, I'm redirecting you to the Planning and Development uh, Officer and work through them and then work through the Municipal Planning Commission. So who has the authority to decide that we are? The Municipal Planning Commission. So why would you have ever even entertained us coming in here and talking to you? Oh, because you put yourself on the agenda and then you submitted your presentation afterwards. I think the information though is really good for council to see your project initiative, what you're doing, but the ask specifically isn't a council ask. So Susan Martineau, planning and development officer, and Alicia Modi, the uh, municipal planner, would help you walk through if you are looking for a zoning change. We don't want a zoning change. Perfect. We don't need a yeah. zoning change. We are currently a community yeah. service facility who are currently operating within the proper zoning. If, if I can. The letter is unnecessary. If, if I can, sure. You're, the terminology of um, community service facility is not your definition of community service facility. There is a definition of community service facility in the preamble of the bylaw. Terminology all has definitions. And part of the problem is, I understand the confusion when you look at community service, say therefore it defines this, and that's the problem. It's not a therefore a community service defines this. A community service facility has specific definitions in a, bio, in a bylaw process. And that's why there are processes. And part of the problem that occurs, I mean, giving you all the credit for your enthusiasm, the desire, we're looking for, we want the same thing. We want safe people too. But the reason that the processes are put in place is to make sure that everyone in the community is covered to the same extent, that everybody gets the full benefit of the process. Um, the people in the community, people that are neighbors of a, of a facility have a, have a voice in what goes on, people who are close by, and we're not predetermining by what we're saying here any kind of a decision at all. But what we are saying is, if somebody comes along and just plops something down beside your store, it doesn't matter what it is, or my store or whatever, it said, I want this and I think the wording means this and therefore I'm going to do this and I'm going to come to council and I'm going to say, it fits. It doesn't. 
and that's why there is a process. That's why when you're going to look at a business before I open a business or before anybody, you have to find out is your business zoned. Um, you can't open up a marijuana store besides certain things because the zoning doesn't allow it. They're missing process, and I understand that that's tedious, and I understand that it's frustrating, but the but the process is there for all citizens in the community, not just any small any group. If and I that's can, not speaking against what you're doing at if, all. If I can interrupt, um, yeah. it's only tedious for us because when we first started our process here, we did go through the steps. We did speak to bylaw. We were assured that we were properly zoned. We didn't need to rezone or request to rezone. This has only come up recently, the request to rezone. So we ourselves were a little confused as to why it came up because we did, from the get-go, talk to bylaw and all this. Yeah, we were told as long as we got our inspections and, you know, from you know, Christopher, the health board, the fire department, and brought it from a residential to a commercial use, you know, all the things you have to have because it's not being used residentially. We were good to go. And then why know, did you get a letter that said you need to go talk to buy, to, uh, to planning? That's what we want to know is why we got a letter because we're not an emergency shelter. Go talk to planning. That's, that's it. Thanks. Really? I don't yes. And then what happens if they don't listen to us? I don't think they that Okay, next item on the agenda. Um, that was is there a, um, a good day to come and see the shelter? Um, you can contact any one of us on the board yeah. and we can arrange whatever time suits you best. Yeah, We're on yeah absolutely. That's okay. probably the best way, just to use Facebook Messenger and then
and predominantly for more of a customer service from $4.95 to a $5, including GST. So it's easier for both the customer and the receptionist at the pool. And of course, we've added all the new fees that we are aware of to date. There may be some other potential new fees for the multiplex, but we're going to leave, leave them out as such for, for now until we have further information. Um, and that's things like advertising on video boards. So we're finalizing as they come. So council's presented with three options in regards to this bylaw. First option being to provide first, second, and third readings of the bylaw. Your second option is to provide administration further direction um, and further feedback or input of any additions or changes you would like to see to the bylaw that are, would then be brought back to a later meeting. And your third option to be declined to approve this bylaw and, and maintain your existing fee structure. Um, Tanya, when I read this, and I and I love the super senior rate um, for the proposed thing, I think it's wonderful. I'm just a little confused why we define senior at 75 and yet seniors defined at 65 in many other places. It, you're a, a super senior at 75? So you're not just a regular uh, senior. So does something change financially on, yes. when you hit 75? Uh, no, it was... Um, if, if Councillor Needham is on the phone still, it was actually uh, one of his uh, input ideas that I believe he garnered from um, another municipal location in Valley View with their particular facility. And it sort of popped up as a bit of a neat idea to engage your older adult that may not be as active per se in our facilities. Um, the pool, we have generally very active older adults uh, that are actively aging, as we refer to it. Um, this will be new with the multiplex, so it, it's a nice way to engage an individual. I do yeah. love it. Just wondered. Thank you. Yeah. That's a super idea. <laughs> Councillor Needham resourced it from Bellevue. Well, I, if I may, yes, the, uh, I, I kind of like the super senior idea and I, I like the 70 number but uh, community services weighed in uh, and uh, corrected me that my methodology wasn't correct but I think it's a great way to sort of tip our hats to uh, the seniors who have built this community and uh, I don't think the impact is going to be that big. And you're doing it in our 100th year. How appropriate. <laughs> so, so I, I, I tried to have a library card membership and it didn't work all that well either. So uh, you want to make super seniors at 70 and Tanya bumped that it, up to 75. Yes, but I, 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 I can go with 75. <laughs> uh, that just means you have to live longer. And we are. Yeah, that's why we one, one question I have is there's, there's no um, pre-comparables here of, of the numbers, but my understanding is that these numbers are really close to all the numbers that were pre previous from what was said in the first part, like Correctly. within pennies kind of thing, yeah. and it's just basically to make it neater and easier? Yes, it, predominantly for the pool items, it was a range of 0.5% increase to a 1.75 depending on each different fee level, but it was 25 cents to 75 cent change, okay. approximately. So it's not really a fee change, it's more, it's more of a 
make it neater, make it easier, make it easier to administer? It's a customer service. Yeah. So, Mr. Mayor, I would move first reading of uh, bylaw 2043, the fees and charges bylaw, to authorize levying of rates for services provided by the town of Easier. All in favor? Second up with the super seniors idea, Mr. Needham, we'll give you the opportunity to, to, to levy the third and final reading. All right, I uh, put forward a motion for third reading for bylaw 2043. And enshrine the concept of the super seniors. All in favor? Well, in favor. Thank okay, you. Very good. Um, new business briefing note. Concierge, Concierge du Northwest Council request. Your Worship and Council, this is a briefing note just to sort of close the loop, as it were, on a presentation received by um, short form CSNO, because I will not do its justice in uh, its French format. Um, they did a presentation to council in the early fall and uh, requested council's partnership in some of their modernization capital planning. Um, myself and Director Town met with the superintendent and uh, other administration staff and reviewed our five-year capital plan and unfortunately as you're aware the five-year capital plan doesn't have a lot of alignment directly that would work within their school uh, potential. We're looking at trail development, other um, park developments, not necessarily um, useful tools in terms of, a, of partnering at the school site for a, a capital project for a redevelopment of their school. However, we left the door open if there were priorities that came up within the town's capital plan over the next five years. We mentioned the Athabasca Hall was an example. Uh, but right now, again, it doesn't fit in our, it's not a, identified financially within our capital plan. Uh, but that is the one project we did mention to keep tabs on, as it were. And that we would continue to have discussions um, over the next year as their plan develops. They haven't received provincial approval for our project, so they have uh, some processes still to proceed with there. So we'll see how that goes. So this was a close it, close the loop. Um, so we received some intel that they, they want to build a whole new school. They um, discussed with us the, um, the need at this point for a complete new building as opposed to another modernization and renovation <coughs> at their existing site though. They did have infrastructure or someone come to the, the site and look at our existing multiplex location and asked if they could build onto the building. 
Um, but the site is, and their superintendent said, no, it's not anywhere close to being large enough for what they would need. They would need a good portion, if not most of our new parking lot, which then we would not meet any of our own land use bylaw requirements for parking. Um, yeah. So do you know if that's what their ask is? Is it for a new school or for modernization from I, we're not entirely certain, and I shouldn't speak on their behalf in that regard, but they were speaking both. They were talking which of the two options they could to look to. But it sounded as if a reconstruction was their preferred. Yeah. So admin will kind of... Admin will try and track that down to keep them in town. Oh, uh, their intent is to be in Peace River. Yeah, we did. We did have a portion of that discussion that they have full intentions of building in Peace River. It's getting the um, education system on side with their modernization planning. They've had very good success in other communities, but it's not the community per se. It was. Uh, the province decision making. At least that's how it was presented myself and director town. So Tanya, is it is it the new uh, way for schools to try to attach to something in order to expand? This is definitely a preferred or a priority um, focus of the province. Okay. Okay. They like to see these combined uh, facilities. And so would we, that would be a, a really great opportunity, but financially, I'm not sure, um, our current five-year plan doesn't have a lot of allowance unless council chooses to make some um, rejigging of their priorities. The, the schools attached to the Grimshaw complex yes. support both of those yeah. agencies. Yeah, and this, the discussions that we had had with uh, the two other main school divisions in the community when we were constructing the multiplex was that their plan uh, for their capital plan would be to expand on their existing facilities which has been um, the process now for decades and that's what they anticipate would happen is not complete rebuilds but uh, modernization and expansion expansions of their existing school sites hence why it didn't quite work because our footprint was going to take up and impede their ability to expand and enhance their schools. So for definitely for one of the school divisions. And uh, make access to our facility quite a bit more difficult. Yeah, well, it's extreme. Yeah. This seems to be the situation if, if Nicole Katraman moves on to the uh, Peace Regional Recreational Complex site. The only space that, green space that's available um, is on either side of the building, but one side will have an outdoor rink, of which we really would not want to lose. It's extremely well utilized as a facility in its own right. Um, the other side is a very small footprint, and you wouldn't get, they, they looked at it, there's no way they would get a school into there. And then again, the space that will be left with, it's a green strip, 
beside the pool where the existing outdoor rink and our small east parking lot is way too small and again the superintendent confirmed that it was not an option for them it was way too small i, I noticed you didn't offer up the soccer field for the, which one the where, where we're gonna the soccer field where we're gonna we're gonna raise the old building and put up the soccer field no they looked at that space it was too small oh yeah that's too small yeah yeah like it's even too small for a regulation soccer pitch yeah which is it's just kind of a, a place a space yeah. pickup game type yeah. soccer pitch yeah it will not be a, a full adult sized regulation pitch really yeah correct i thought the full pitch was just supposed to just fit it is not the regulation adult level but for the purposes of minor soccer it'll work just fine none of our fields meet regulation standards but they're doing wonders with what they have and if anything i'm not sure they'll use that green space um, there's plenty of sports field space at the existing ta norris and glamary track and they haven't even touched peace highs field at all um, there's no like and I know you mentioned this that, that that's a good spot for an outdoor rink and all that, but just let's just imagine for a moment the outdoor rink were not there, just for fun. Would there be enough room for a school on that side? It seems to me that Peace River School Division at one point said that was it something like seven to eight acres they thought was a kind of a school building and grounds. I don't know for which grade levels and because that changes it. But. So, so when you talked briefly about the Athabasca Hall, which I know isn't in our five-year plan yet, um, that would the space where, where they currently are, would it fit there? It, it's not a great theater community-based space. I think we're gonna end up with land use bylaw <coughs> issues around parking there also, because the parking requirements um, for a theater of a 250 seat facility will require a, a lot of their green space that's behind the existing school. And there are limitations to that space. There's a high pressure uh, gas line that runs um, sort of splits the daycare and the EQB site and Springfield School. So we recognize that even the theater, if you were to do a full replacement of a theater, that might not be a great location. I think it would have traffic impact also. So there's potential for, as you gain further um, spectators and traffic flow in that area, then we're at pinch point problems and then we're upgrading intersections. So a little bit of a domino impact there. Not sure it's- Not to even mention the underground infrastructure requirements for that as well. And the engineer goes. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. So, so you have no intention of bypassing the land use by law? No, we followed it ourselves for the most part. Inappropriate yeah. pressure on our planning officers. Yeah, it, it wouldn't wouldn't necessarily be the best outcome for the community as a whole. So, but again, we're keeping our ears to the ground and doors open. Uh, there may be some other community-based um, 
activities that might partner up well to the school site so we'll keep that in mind and there's already been some discussions so we'll continue to help foster those discussions too so yeah great um so what do you want out of that just a motion to accept the information that would be fine yeah someone want to make that motion so it's downing all in favor in favor. Uh, briefing note on this Peace Regional uh, Recreational Complex construction. We should have actually had that right at the presentation session. We could, uh, could have added it on to Mr. Hoy uh, Mr. and Envision Accounting's uh, yes. $5,000 uh, gift. Maybe I'll kind of chime in and that start. That would be lovely. Thank you. So, uh, Worship and Council, uh, just to kind of update on where we are in the construction process for the Recreation Center. Uh, right now, uh, as you may or may not know, we've had some challenges with our cold weather uh, for in terms of getting concrete for our slab pours. Uh, and it's not so much pouring the actual concrete in the facility. It's actually trucking the concrete to site being so cold that uh, the concrete uh, company is not actually making concrete for transport in the first place. So now that we're on a warming trend, we're seeing some opportunities to uh, get back on track for the concrete. But having said that, we've taken that same opportunity with our contractor and have him focus on other areas of the facility while he's waiting for that concrete pour. So, so when is this is the last concrete pour? Yes. So and it's going to be scheduled for when now? So I think uh, they will probably be scheduling it sometime this week. They're just trying to get, they, they have poured a little bit last while they have that little bit of warm weather. Uh, probably weren't pour, pouring today because of uh, the, the, the cold. And your but definition the, of warm weather? Or the warm weather about minus 20 and above is when they can keep trucking concrete through. Uh, anything below that, you start get, getting ice crystal formation within the concrete. And that's just not a good thing for concrete all the way around. Uh, so like I said, while we're waiting for that to resolve itself, and it has put us behind uh, a couple weeks in our schedule for that, uh, but we have, uh, the contractor has uh, redoubled his efforts to make sure that the other work that within the complex that he has is to kind of focus his crews on to a lot of that work. Uh, so that includes uh, uh, a lot of the uh, electrical mechanical roughings, interior glazing, uh, drywall work, uh, been a lot of work being put forward over the last couple weeks in that regard. Uh, and some of the things that uh, we're looking at focusing going forward into this next month, uh, uh, they started tiling actually within a lot of the bathrooms on the main floor and carrying on you know, through the facility and uh, actually starting some painting in the interiors where they can get painting started in that. Uh, sponsorships and donations, I'll leave to Director Bell to comment on. 
we are receiving communications almost on a daily basis from companies, so this is very exciting. We're seeing a lot of uh, new submissions and ongoing conversations about new potential sponsorships and potential naming rights. Um, so there's more to come. We have another presentation on March 4th. So this is great. Um, lots of great community involvement and participation at, at this point. So who's coming on March 4th? Manitoulin Trucking. I probably won't be here on March 4th. So somebody else needs to address something. Manitoulin Transport. Oh, Transport, sorry. Wait, I was calling them Rainbow Trucking too, which administration is also working on operational planning uh, we closed submissions and just recently did our evaluation for the fitness center um, we have a contractor very viable individual we're in um, conversation with right now and should have something finalized within this week um, in addition I had a meeting today with an inquiry on the concession uh, operator, very viable, very exciting, and we should have something finalized within the next couple of weeks. So we'll have an operational plan um, in place by the end of March. Um, soft costs, back to Director McQuay. So one of the other, a couple items under the soft costs, uh, which are almost a separate sub-project within the main project is uh, the audiovisual uh, design and supply and installation uh, contract was tendered and we've uh, awarded that one uh, to uh, Evolutions uh, AV out of Edmonton and uh, we have a startup meeting uh, with them this week uh, with our engineering team and their engineering team uh, to discuss uh, how we're going to kind of finalize that last piece of audiovisual and just go over general requirements, make sure they meet all our requirements in terms of uh, the audiovisual panels, uh, integrated sound systems, uh, and also wayfinding systems. So we'll be discussing all that this week and, and moving forward with that. Uh, we still got to put out our security system tender, which we'll be doing shortly. Uh, that security system is being done in conjunction with several other facilities, uh, and that's mainly to kind of uh, consolidate the type of security systems that were employed within the town. So we've got one uh, vendor for that uh, going forward. And then the uh, next piece uh, that we've been working on over the last month is a hazardous material abatement contract. Uh, last month uh, we were working uh, with our abatement uh, consultant on uh, finalizing the, the tender for the hazardous material abatement contract. Uh, that should be going out to tender this week. Uh, expecting actually the uh, tender documents today to, to post up, but they'll be posted uh, definitely this week. Uh, and then uh, with a view to having all the abatement uh, completed by mid-June, and then uh, the contractor can get in and start his demolition process on that arena. And I guess the final piece is, uh, and I'll turn this back over to Director Bell for comment as well, is the fact that still the asset disposal planning. So as you know, as part of uh, when we vacate the existing arena, we're going to try and salvage as much of that as we can to bring into our new facility. 
reuse and repurpose what we can, but there are some assets within there that uh, don't make sense to bring over, but at the same uh, time have a dollar value to them uh, that uh, we're working on finding a, uh, a way to kind of uh, open those opportunities up to the public and contractors and then uh, dispose of them safely uh, within the facility, but also give people a chance to whether they have a favorite bench in mind that they want to take home and repurpose, well, there will probably be opportunities for that. 500 tubes of used silicone. <laughs> <laughs> Memorial bricks. Memorial bricks. No, 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 we won't do that. <laughs> um, so on the soft costs for the AV, the, there's a meeting room someplace, right? Yes. So is that fully set up like a for a meeting room? Yes, we will. So it has like two there. screens? Uh, we'll probably be looking at smart boards for those meeting rooms as opposed to projectors and screens. Why? Uh, I find that the smart boards are a lot more functional in regards of what you can do with them. So like when we go to meetings, most of mm -hmm. the time it's a projector doing yeah. something. So Same. it's going to be massively easy for somebody to use yes. this, like a projector and a screen, even I could fumble my way through. But yeah. <laughs> so anyways, my question is to that because I've been in meeting rooms where everybody's trying to squint at some little screen in the corner. That wasn't too favorable. Yeah. Also, um, the microphone situation, that each room is set up so there is a system that will work uh, well. They're mostly the rooms that, uh, most of the smaller rooms probably won't require that. The, in terms of sound system, basically that's going to be, in terms of this contract, it's going to be more on the arena side and the field house side in providing an events cart to tie into a speaker system within that, those two areas. So there would be costs after those costs that we would be talking about to set up a meeting? No, no. So the, the meeting rooms included, but we, we won't need microphones. The small meeting room is 12 people max. So there won't be a sound system in that room. There might be an overhead PA system tied into the entire building, but not a sound system. Wasn't no. there a part of the one of the three rooms that could be used for, I don't know, 20 to 30 people? Yes, but again, so the, you wouldn't need a sound system for that space and we don't have any plans for a sound system in there. We would have meeting um, ability, smart boards, projectors, whatever meeting use, Wi-Fi, but not a microphone. No. We don't need to get 20, 30 people here, but we get a, we have to get a whole sound system. <laughs> because you're taping these meetings. I've, I've so I guess I'm asking this because yeah. I go to meetings um, out different places, different towns, and um, seem to be able to walk into a room and it's kind of set up as if yeah. it's a meeting type situation. Yeah. So I'm hoping to bring some of that to Peace yeah. River and not have yeah. too many issues. And that's what it'll be. Um, for the community room, um, it will be a meeting space also. It'll be a multi-purpose room that we intend will be, or uh, anticipate would be utilized by families for birthday parties, for meetings, for our own training, for user group training facility. So we'll have smart technology within the room for 
meeting training purposes. Might not be a full surround sound type meeting space, um, but it definitely would meet your meeting needs. Yeah. I'm thinking of Priya. There could be 50 people there. Would they fit in this room? Ooh. The only place they would fit would be in the that one of the community, community rooms. meeting rooms yeah. upstairs. One yeah. of those three rooms. They might. Yeah. I believe they might fit in there. But that would be the only space that they could yeah. fit in. Yeah. That that's that's the kind of space I think I'm referring to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And for something like that, we may look at because on the whole, it's probably not going to be used for events like that. Uh, but for those you know, times that we do do that, we could look at a portable sound system that we can kind of uh, bring into the space as required. Thank you. Is there an opportunity to work with Mr. Duncan quickly? Yeah. Go ahead. I, I just, uh, I, you know, I, I, I certainly like the material you put forward in terms of uh, can you speak into your mic a little more clearly, sir? Can you try again? Yeah, I was having someone sit up. You're quite muffled. You're coming in. Oh, well, I'm, uh, I'm practical yelling. There you go. But I can, uh, Perfect. I can do this off, I can do this off camera. Jim, it's just more of a friendly reminder on the repurposing of the assets. We, we talked about the famous C-CAM over on, uh, Sasquatch Trail, and, and at one time we thought perhaps there was an opportunity to reuse some of that steel. So I see you got some ideas in the briefing, but if you and Derek could have a look at that, that would be great. So when's the uh, when's, when's the opening date scheduled? Uh, same as what it has been. It'll be late September. Will be the official grand opening. We'll have soft opening for mid-August with the hockey school that is held annually on the arena at the arena component. And the facility will be open in September. Again, more of a soft opening. And once that asphalt is down mid-September, then we are planning the grand opening for the end of the month. So AUMA is the 25th to the 27th of um, September. So 28th. <laughs> debate well, Saturday. Well, we'll uh, make sure we choose a date that um, works for all of our municipal partners. Also, yeah, absolutely. I am uh, attempting to plan another um, tour for municipal partners. We were hoping to do it March 1st because the ice company was supposed to be in and having worked on the pad, but due to the delay in the perimeter for they're not starting till March 4th. So we're looking a little further into March because um, I think it'd be great for council members to see the amount of work that goes into the actual ice pad. It's pretty neat when they've got all the lines in. Um, and, and again, open to any member of council if you'd like to attend our construction site meetings or Thursday mornings. I believe we have one this week, maybe next week. I could send you all an email. Um, we do our meeting first and then we always do a tour of the facility at 10 a.m. if anyone would like to attend of those who would be available. And I know there's some that have day jobs. <laughs> that doesn't work. Hence the Saturday tour is my plan. Other than that, I just wanted to make a quick note on the asset disposal. Um, 
we are, Brian is putting together an inventory list of what may be of value to some of our neighboring um, facilities, specifically Berwyn and Napa. Um, we do have some equipment that we, quite a lot of equipment that will not be going with us that may be valuable and useful to those facilities as they are running older style systems. We might have some repurposing there, so we are looking to see what we could offer, um, which I think is a, a good neighborly thing to do. What's an example? Um, there's a motor that Brian is looking at um, as part of something in the plant room. I'm at a loss for a description because he would know more than I do on that particular item. Um, yeah, it, it, items that, yes, we may get some value if we put it for a garage sale. I think you get more value to offer it to our municipal partners and facilities. I support that. Just a quick note, yes, the uh, construction meeting is 9 a.m. on this Thursday. Yes, we can provide. Yeah. I see uh, the future wall, uh, I suspect that that will be used for a bouldering wall. <laughs> You'd have to be a very good rock climber, very tiny holes. They look pretty uh, scoop of all those of rifles. That's very uh, climbing of you, using the term scoop. <laughs> please note the lovely boilers on the last page. They look. Okay, uh, motion to accept their information. Johanna Downing, you already had the chance. Oh, all right. Sorry. Or, you have to make a oh, I didn't realize it was uh, everyone gets a trophy day. Sure, here we go. <laughs> All in favor? In favor. I think we've got, have we got it? Oh, Deputy Mayor Manzer. Oh, yeah, she made a motion. I appreciate you considering my uh, inclusion. I want you to be left off the list so that when you run for. The council next time around, people will go, Well, he never attended any meetings. <laughs> well, I'll remember this one. <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, so, next item is request for a decision regarding attendance at the heat. And I guess this would be myself, uh, your worshiping council, as well. Uh, so, on behalf of uh, Tim Harris, uh, uh, a request has been made for uh, your worship to attend the opening ceremonies of the Peace Regional Fire Chiefs Annual Conference and to give welcoming remarks on behalf of Town and Peace River on the 3rd of May at the Chateau Nova Hotel and it'll be 8 a.m. for that one. So uh, annually uh, we've been getting involved with uh, Northern Heat which is the hands-on education awareness training and it's an annual conference hold, hosted by the Peace Regional Fire Chiefs Association. And it's comprised of the Chiefs officers from across uh, Northwest Alberta. And the goal of the four-day conference is to bring cutting-edge firefighter training and speakers to the region. And this is the 21st annual conference. And up to 160 firefighters will be in attendance and visiting Peace River. 
And so option one is uh, that council enable the mayor or designate to attend the opening ceremony and present remarks on behalf of the town. Option two, that council declines the enable request. And our recommendation is that council enable the mayor or designate to attend the opening ceremonies of the Peace Regional Fire Chiefs Annual Conference and bring greetings on behalf of the town on the 3rd of May at 8 a.m. at the Chateau Noir Hotel. well outlined um, particularly the first page um, there's some bullets with respect to the regional library systems plan of service for the year which is basically what their goals are and um, the IT part of the library systems are becoming uh, more and more uh, I don't want to say important but uh, used I guess so there's always the issue of IT support uh, both at the regional library offices and out to the member libraries. So they do have a very good solid technician there that's uh, quite helpful, I understand, to the individual libraries, but getting around to them all is sometimes a bit of an issue. The chart on um, the third page in is a good one. It uh, summarizes or outlines very succinctly, I think, um, what the plan is for this year. Are there any plans to bring in a super senior? Right. Right. I'll suggest that. I'll say that the town of Peace River would like that. The that next meeting. That might encourage libraries to hang on to permanent <laughs> Your Worship, uh, when the library, Peace River Municipal Library came, they presented their plan of service. So this is uh, part of the or the provincial ask for libraries so this is the regional one and I just wanted to you know build on what Elaine was talking about with regards to IT support for sure the Peace River Library um, accesses the IT support of the of the Peace Library system um, as a matter of fact we're in the process of trying to figure out what is the best way for us to store our electronic documents because it's such a challenge to have them accessible to the board outside. So when we're talking about uh, Google, what is that? Uh, uh, Google Dropbox. Yeah, Dropbox and all of those other ones. Um, it's it's a challenge because they are attached to a single person's email, and then if that person leaves, and how do we read? So we're we're working hard with them, and I know that the Peace Library system is, and and actually just a little. Kudos to the town of Peace River. We're ahead of the game. Most libraries are still pen to paper. Um, so when we're going at them, they're like, we're working on it. We're hearing you. So stay tuned. You want to make any comments, Mr. Newman? You must be the big library's biggest user. 
I am I am the biggest libraries users, and I, uh, I I already get the super seniors price. I, I get a, I get a free membership now. And, uh, no, I'm uh, I'm good. I uh, I noticed that uh, uh, just looking at as uh, Deputy Mayor Manzer presented the item, I see that uh, Carolyn Callabaugh is the chair of the committee now. So uh, that's good to see. Yes, we're all represented locally. Uh, so a motion to accept uh, the reports for information. Some All in favor? In favor. Oh, she was worried I'd make comments about like lots of large print books or extra loud audio books or something like that. But I would never. That's totally rude. Let's go on. Information. Uh, conference invitation community planning association of Alberta. Anything relevant there? Your Worship, this was a document uh, passed on from our municipal planner, Alicia Modi, um, presented for Council's information if anyone is interested in this learning opportunity. Um, the title is Planning and Politics, in Exploring the Intersection of Planning and Politics. <laughs> opportunity I suppose uh, uh, there was an individual that filed a complaint about a comment I made on a podcast on January 28th and uh, uh, and I'm, I'm very pleased that people are actually listening to the podcast um, nonetheless they took umbrage at some remarks that I made um, they described the uh, remarks is cutting and I'm, I'm not quite sure how trenchant uh, they were given that the, uh, the analogy I used was rather awkward and a bit absurd in the Monty Python way but um, nonetheless I uh, apologize to that individual for those comments um, and then I, I think perhaps we should just use this as an opportunity to go around the room and just provide any bouquets or any concerns uh, to administration uh, currently. For instance, I, I'd like to uh, certainly offer a bouquet to the Public Works Department for uh, how many uh, how many water main breaks did we have last week and the week before? And, I mean, uh, we're we're three over the last two weeks, and several sewer uh, main backups, and a lot of residents uh, with frozen services that we've been attending to. 
And so our public works department has been quite busy and Yes, they, most of them have not had a day off, and uh, they've worked uh, several weekends in a row. Yeah, so uh, my bouquet to their uh, to their work ethic. Anything you want to add? <laughs> Your worship. Any comments? Any critical issues that you want to bring up? Your worship, I, I you know I agree with the 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 shout out to the public works. Um, they have been doing a bang up job. I also wanted to thank Tanya for, um, you know, navigating with the library about some of the issues that we're having with infrastructure there. So thanks, Tanya. We'll figure it out. Yep. Ms. Mazur? Well, I attended the Growing the North conference last week, and it's a conference I would recommend that uh, um, staff, if they can attend it next year, some uh, try to attend, and same thing with counselors because it talks about all sorts of things. The premise is economic development, but they had speakers who um, talked about communication and what they've done. Um, one of the examples was with the uh, Nighthawk Ski Hill over by Grand Prairie and how they're advertising. I don't know if that's the proper word these days, but social media, advertising, whatever, whatever, um, how that has really helped that particular um, resort I guess you would say so I think that um, sometimes our staff is so overwhelmed with day-to-day uh, -day things that um, we forget that to encourage them to attend stuff like this and I know it costs money and whatnot I have no idea how the details work out but I think some of that is sometimes rejuvenating for staff and at the same time you learn things maybe not something you're going to go and do tomorrow but something that you can to make work for Peace River. So with that, I would like to uh, extend a bouquet to Autumn, the communication department, <laughs> for uh, trying to uh, keep up with this and that uh, for the, over the course of uh, our term. And um, I think our website and the way uh, she's followed various uh, things on our website have been very helpful. And um, it's time consuming, I do realize that but um, very helpful. And uh, for the other departments, I would say that um, I guess the question to you would be um, the reports that you do each month, are they helpful to you in, in the background sense as well as presentation to council and council figuring out sometimes what's been going on and just how much goes on. So I guess that's a question I would pose to ask or to maybe answer at a later date. So thank you. Usher, yeah. I don't think I can say any more that's already been said. Okay. I'm sure Byron. Oh yeah. Um, over the last couple of weeks, I've taken my kids to some Navigators hockey games, and they've been well attended. The facilities run very well, so my bouquet is to the facilities management team. Uh, even though the the building's on its last legs. It's 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 well run. It's clean and and uh, yeah, we've had an enjoyable time checking those games out, and we're looking forward to more in a newer building. And I believe they are facing elimination tonight. Are the Nav? So best of luck out to uh, the hockey gods for them. Are they playing the Fairview Flyers? They are. They are, and they've all been one goal games. And so why hasn't the mayor of Fairview been placing any bets? I'm surprised. If, if, if it's still Gord, he 
It's, I believe it is. He made a comment to me at the last housing board meeting, actually. About, you about you have to remember who wore blue jerseys at the last time that's been, so I suspect Cora's holding fire. <laughs> well, he's got pretty good odds right now, given so if he's he, got a game on him. Yeah. So. If his phone number comes up, don't answer it. <laughs> <laughs> if maybe he's forgotten my phone number. All the better. <laughs> and. Uh, Mr. Needham, even though you're uh, in Hawaii, I think you could make some comments about the big hill climb. Well, you know, I, I'm not I'm not totally clear how my voice is coming through. I got a sense that this line kind of breaks up every once in a while. So maybe maybe I'll just hold fire. Uh, no, you're, you're perfect. Just, you're perfect. Come on, you can make your comments. We can all hear them clearly. Well, I, I, it's difficult to add anything. I mean, certainly the public works guys have certainly been challenged, but you know, uh, I go back to uh, not just the public workshop, uh, you know, Greg Town and, and his group and Tanya's group, uh, you know, we went through a difficult budget cycle and uh, uh, I think that the evening that we passed the uh, the uh, budget, I, I'm not sure there was anybody even in the gallery, but there was uh, lots of discussion and lots of hours put into that document and uh, uh, it's certainly the day-to-day -day stuff that makes a difference too, you know, you. You, you pass uh, budgets and big documents and nobody gives a rat's ass. Uh, I'm not sure I can say that. But, uh, you know, something goes crosswise and it uh, and it, it's, uh, it doesn't take long and it comes back on council. So, uh, you know, the garbage pickup in cold weather, uh, the water main breaks, uh, and all the administration stuff that uh, drives the organization. I mean, maybe, maybe we don't say it often enough, but it's appreciated and... Uh, I guess the staff make us look good or they make us look bad and hopefully they're making us look good. So can you comment on how the big hill climb on Saturday went? Well, I I didn't, uh, I wasn't in attendance, but uh, I had a family member attend and I, maybe Warren can jump in here, he would know, but I, I did exchange just a couple of uh, short text messages with uh, Brent Schmiel and I uh, I got the impression that it was uh, the initial kickoff in Alberta. I forget their official name. I think there's a, a legal name, Tanya. You're going to have to help me with the, the proper name of the organization. I think this was the initial kickoff, and uh, it sounded as though it was pretty successful. But uh, uh, hopefully, uh, things will carry on for you know upcoming up, upcoming years. Uh, Warren, do you uh, did you get a chance to go? I'm, I'm not. I didn't hear any reports on numbers. Or no, I was not in attendance. I just saw a lot of the uh, posts and uh, and attendance that was on social media, and it was well attended by the uh, by the uh, looks of things. I was uh, busy tending to my new Grampy. Congratulations. Yeah. Great. Uh, that takes us to key communication items. Uh, so, Miss Hume. Uh, we really wanted to uh, to make a big deal of the $5,000 donation gift from uh, Envision Accounting. Uh, certainly give them $5,000 worth of advertising if you can. Uh, Good time to do a public update on the construction progress as well. And then, yeah, maybe you could include my comments that it was a very generous gift and donation and investment in the uh, sustainability of this community and also the physical literacy of our youth and the well-being of our seniors. Yeah. Families, you 
But I think we covered it off with uh, physical literacy of our youth and uh, well-being of our seniors and uh, the overall sustainability of our community. Um, is there anything else we should be highlighting? So I definitely want to. Uh, Make sure that, it, uh, and don't, don't forget the challenge issued by Robert Horn to all the other uh, accounting firms. Great. Um, that takes us to in camera, and um, why don't we press on? It shouldn't take more than 10 minutes. Okay, motion to go in camera.